never stop. And uh, Kendall, I'm glad you're here. Congratulations on graduating. Three degrees, is that what I heard? Third degree. So she got the third degree. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations. Are, are you done now? Oh, going on to graduate school. Sounds like all kinds of fun. I'm glad. Somebody has to do that while the rest of us don't. Congratulations. <coughs> all right, Ephesians chapter 6. Finished uh, praying a little quicker tonight, which is fine because I want to try to cover the rest of the chapter tonight and finish up Ephesians and start off the new year next week. Remember, uh, next Wednesday is our annual business meeting, so we do not have a regular uh, prayer meeting and Bible study. Uh, usually it takes just about an hour for us to go through all the business of the of the church, and so that will be next uh, Wednesday evening. We do not live stream that, and so uh, no live stream next week either, but love for you guys all to be there uh, for that, and we go over what has taken place. We also look forward to some of the things and making plans, and obviously we can make those plans, but God directs the steps, right, and so want to uh, seek his will and all of that, and but hope each and every one of you can be here for that. It's so important. I wish, really do wish that more people in our church would see the importance of being here and, and uh, being a part of that. And, and hopefully many more will come uh, for that just to see the business of the church. But tonight, let's try to finish up Ephesians chapter 6. Last week, we looked at the armor of God and been looking at the characteristics of a strong Christian uh, which goes from verse 10 through 18. I finished up with verse 17, but uh, maybe prayed verse, or maybe uh, read verse 18, but didn't cover it. And so, but we saw the armor of God for believers in verses 14, 15, 16, and 17, and how important it is. And, and one last point on that that I didn't, I don't believe I made it on uh, uh, last Wednesday night. I find it interesting that. Of all of the armor, there is no armor for your back. And so it, it, I think it tells us two things. First of all, never take your eyes off the enemy. We, we need to understand that we, we are in a battle uh, constantly. And also, um, there's just no room for retreat. You know, we, we just keep moving forward and we don't turn our backs and run. But um, we always need to remember the power of the Holy Spirit that is in us. And, you know, Satan wants to try to get us to believe that he's a whole lot bigger than he is. And I, I know that he's more powerful than we are. He's smarter than we are. I, I know all of those things. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And it says, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And so let's always remember that, and, and uh, let's uh, never turn our backs on him, whether it be just uh, not paying attention or whether it be out of fear. Never turn your backs on him, and, and uh, we just face whatever comes. You, you know what? You just face it, and you cross those bridges when you come to it. And I think of these families that are dealing with these losses right now and their families, and 
you, you know, you don't retreat. You just you just keep moving forward and um, just do the very next right thing. That's what you do. Whatever is right, that's what you do. And so let's just keep doing that, guys. And and I just found that interesting. There is no. Uh, you don't find any armor for the back. It's all in the front, and so that's where the that's where the fight is taking place. So, and then I, and we end this with verse eighteen, and I do believe this is part of that armor, is the armor of prayer, and oh how important it is that we pray for one another, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and so by means of the spirit, uh, I, the. The, you see, the Holy Spirit has given us such a, 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 a tremendous ability that he makes intercession, and because of what Christ has done through the reconciliation on the cross, and then because of the intercession that the Holy Spirit makes, we are able to go directly to the Father, and, and what a glorious privilege that is. You, you do not need uh, anyone else to make that intercession for you. Jesus Christ has made that. Holy Spirit is doing that, and every one of us can go to the Lord in prayer, and we need to be praying, and we need to be praying with all prayer, and and obviously prayer is uh, uh, what I call the general term of, of praying, and then uh, we we also see supplication, and supplication, always, in, in my own mind, those are more direct requests that uh, very specific on on areas in your life that you are praying for, or praying for specifics in someone else's life, and and all throughout Scripture we see how important it is to pray. Obviously, Satan knows how important it is, and that's why he's constantly throwing things at you. Whenever you start praying, that's when you will uh, uh, have the devil throwing all kinds of things at you, trying to get you distracted, just like that stupid train horn right now. And so, you know, you, you'll be praying and God will bring up a train horn or God will bring up your, your shopping list or God will make your phone ring or a text message or I don't know, whatever, and doing everything he can to distract you because the devil himself knows that a powerful Christian is one that spends a lot of time on their hands and knees and praying and seeking God and looking to him. And so here, giving us that uh, uh, continue, and, and that's a continuous state of action. That's a present tense where we should not stop praying. We need to be in an attitude of prayer. Pray without ceasing, Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Colossians 4, verse 2, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. And so here we, and we do so in the Spirit. It's the Spirit within us which enables us to pray to our Father. You can for time's sake, I won't, but uh, you can write these down and study it on your own. But tells us the ministry of the Holy Spirit in Romans 8, verse 15, verses 26 and 27. Galatians 4, verse 6 says, And because you are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of His Son unto your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Jude, verse 20, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. It has nothing to do with tongues that, that our Pentecostals want to try to tell us about. It's talking about praying by means of the Holy Spirit of God. And, and it is a glorious privilege that every one of us have that we can pray. And, and, and there are sometimes we don't even know how to pray. And it tells us in Romans 8, 26 and 27 where it's during those times where 
where the Holy Spirit is making groanings and intercession for us, even when we know not what we pray. God is, is there and listening and ha- has made that uh, course evident and, and uh, knowing that the Holy Spirit is uh, doing that and working in our lives. And so uh, God also tells us to pray and not faint. All throughout Scripture in Luke 18, the first eight verses talks about that. Luke 21, verses 34 through 36 Matthew 26, verses 36 through 46. I mean, all of those are places where it talks about uh, praying and, and the importance of it. And I, I love what uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones said. He said, our ultimate position as Christians is tested by the character of our prayer life. Boy, I'm telling you, there are times where we really do need to be on our hands and knees and praying for God to do a work in our hearts and protect us or protect our family or protect our friends and guide and direct us. Another gentleman said this about prayer. He said, God's greatest desire and our greatest need is to be in constant fellowship with him now. And there is no greater expression or experience of fellowship than prayer. Where are we at in our prayers today, guys? Where where we add in in uh, the time that we spend talking to God and, and and because he goes on and he and he somewhat gives us a warning here, verse eighteen, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints, and so watching. Now, when we give thought to this, to keep watch over something, to guard, to uh, care for something and, and how, how we need to, to be concerned about uh, others. I, I mean, that's, is that not what we do? I mean, we, those that are battling illness right now, we, we, we need to pray not only that, that God would work His will in their lives, and, and we are asking God to heal them. We, I, I want God to heal Joe. I, I mean, that's what I, that's what I want, I, and I want God to want that. I want God to use him in a magnificent way and and i told him the other day i want people to walk around and say there goes miracle joe and 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 allow god to be honored and glorified in that but i'm telling you when when you are down like that in in a physical ailment and and you're really dealing with that and struggling with that i want you to know that that is one of the prime times when satan really gets after you i mean he'll get after you whenever you're dealing with some kind of a uh, illness and especially something like that that could be life-threatening at times. And, and so he's really going to get after you. He's, he's going to uh, get after you. And, and if you are in a, a, like the Jordan family right now and you're in that, in that grief period, you, you are very susceptible to the, 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 all of the trash that Satan wants to throw at you and try to get you uh, making emotional decisions that are... Uh, not not good and and he'll do everything he can to destroy you the devil hates us and oh how we need to be watching and and so when when we are praying we're praying with a watchful eye and and a watchful heart over uh, and guarding those things with with all perseverance i mean we need to be persistent and 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 devoted in that and and not only perseverance and supplication and so be very specific in your requests to God. And, and, and guys, this is where 
this is where we're always working on this, and I, and I do believe we're better, but you've really got to be transparent with people, and you've got to share what's going on in your life so that people can pray for you. I mean, let us never make this a gossip session, how, how ungodly and, 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 and how, uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to, how to describe, if that's all that a prayer time is, is a time of gossip, then God help us. We're in trouble. But it really needs to be a place where we can open up and say, hey, here are some of the issues that are going on, and, and we need to pray for these things and, and open up to someone that can be praying specifically. Yes, I understand in a corporate setting like this that there might be things that you don't want to share with everyone, but you need to find someone that you can share things with that they can pray with you about. Oh, how we need to do that more and more. And and, and so here, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. You see, no one is, is perfect as to not need the intercession of fellow Christians. Boy, we all need that at times, do we not? Samuel wrote this, and he said, Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I will teach you the good in the right way, talking to the nation of Israel. A gentleman said this, and listen carefully, this is good. The spiritually healthy person is devoted to the welfare of others, especially fellow believers. On the other hand, the root of both psychological and spiritual sickness is preoccupation with self. Ironically, the believer who is consumed with his own problems even his own spiritual problems, to the exclusion of concern for other believers, suffers from a destructive self-centeredness that not only is the cause of, but is the supreme barrier to the solution of his own problems. Usually such selfishness isolates him from the other believers, who if they were intimately involved in fellowship with him, would be regularly praying for his spiritual welfare. Boy, isn't it true? And so here we see the importance of, uh, you, you want to talk about all of the armor of God that we need to have. Well, the, the most powerful offense that we have is to be praying. And we pray for ourselves and we pray for others. And, and we are very persistent about doing so. But then we see his closing remarks now through the rest of the chapter. And as for me, and so now he's saying, I have a request. A couple of things that I want you to pray for me about. That utterance may be given unto me. And so first of all, that uh, utterance is uh, speech, words is what he's saying. Opening of my mouth will be the word of God. I, uh, I, I, uh, Used to years ago when first starting in the ministry, I would uh, write out my entire message word for word. I mean, I had it all written out, and and I, I still have some of those messages. I probably should throw them away before some of you find them and uh, use them against me. But I I, uh, I used to do that all the time because I'd get up there and I had nothing to say, and I had to have it all written out. and. And now I, I just have a bare outline a lot of times, and, 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 I, and you just ask God. You ask God, Lord, give me the words to say. You know, lead me, and, 
and I guess maybe through maybe through, it's through some experience in speaking and in the experience of learning more about the Word of God, you feel a little more comfortable in that where where you trust God to just you just want Him to be the one that I'm just the vessel that God is speaking through and and you trust Him with that. Well, that's what Paul was saying. You know, pray for me that I'll have the words to say that I may open my mouth boldly. And so with confidence and boldness to make known the mystery of the gospel. Well, that hasn't changed. The gospel is still a mystery to the world today. They, they look at us and think, man, you are crazy. I mean, you here you are, you're going to church on Sunday, you go Sunday night, you go Wednesday night, you, you got your kids involved in, in these things at church, and, and you, you're really kind of fanatical about your belief and all of these things, and why can't you just be like the rest of us? Because... Well, I'll tell you why, because God has opened up and revealed to us the mystery of the gospel, and isn't it good? I mean, what, what a joy it is to know that we're on our way to heaven. What a joy it is to know that, that we can live in a chaotic world and still have peace in our heart and our minds and our lives and, and, and see our families grow and, and be secure and confident and, and, and walking with God. I mean, those are great things, and, and he reveals that mystery of the gospel, and so there he's asking that, that you would uh, pray that, that I would have the words and pray that I would have boldness in speaking the things that, that need to be known. I'm telling you, it's the gospel that's going to change people's lives. A gentleman said one time, the shortest road to one's heart is not by your own natural power or ability, but by way of heaven. That comes through God's word, and we as Paul need to pray that God gives us his word to speak boldly and that God opens the doors for us to do so. He told Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 7 through 9, But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Can I tell you, if you go to God and you, you tell God, God, I want to be used, and I want to I be able to share the gospel with someone, and, and I would love to have the privilege of, of leading someone to Christ, then I, I'm, you, you stay in the word of God, and you learn as much as you possibly can, and God will use you. And you'll be able to share the word with someone, and you continue to do that. And then he goes on with this and shows us why. For which, referring to the mystery of the gospel, okay? For the mystery of the gospel, I am an ambassador in bonds. And so here you think about an ambassador and, and you realize that he's a representative, right? We represent Jesus. We represent the gospel and, and we need to live that way. And and we're an ambassador in bonds. Two things here. Paul writes this while he's in jail. So he's an, he is an actual ambassador in bonds. He, he was in Rome, and, and he was under house arrest. And so uh, he was able to walk freely around the, the city, but was not allowed to leave. And so uh, and, and uh, for a period of time there, he was also chained to a Roman soldier. Can you imagine that? I, I would be curious to know... How many of those Roman soldiers trusted Christ while they were attached to Paul? I'm sure some of them were thinking, I want to get out of here. I need to find a new job, right? But, and, and we know that many did get saved, and we know that, 
uh, in, in Nero's household that there were many in his own household that got saved. Isn't that awesome to see? And the power of the gospel and how powerful that is. And so he says here, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that, and I think also in the bonds, it's spiritually, that he said, I don't have any choice but to do what God has told me to do, and that is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm a servant to God, and, and I'm a prisoner of God, and that is what I'm going to do. And so for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And that word boldly there means to speak freely and to be fearless in what you say. Oh, I think the days are coming where we're really going to be challenged, but it doesn't mean that we stop, but it's then that we become fearless in what we do, and we need to continue to tell people about Jesus. You know what I think one of the biggest turnoffs in our society today are milk toast preachers. I really do. And I don't know if you have ever heard the word milk toast before, but you can look it up. And spineless, scared. I I, th- I do believe that people are they're they're tired of seeing that in politicians. They're tired of seeing that in businessmen. They're tired of seeing that in churches. And 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 somebody needs to stand up and just say, "Thus saith the Lord," and let's do this. Lead the way, guys. Lead the way and tell society about who Jesus is. The world is pounding their drums and telling us all the things that they have to offer. Well, we have something far greater than they have, and and we have something that will change your life for all eternity. And however loud they get, we just get louder and we become fearless in what we're doing and bold and courageous in what we're doing. And and I just don't care what any of these other places say and and the ACLU and whoever else that wants to come out and bully you and, and, and do all of that, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Stand up and tell somebody about Jesus, and I don't care where you are. Let us be brave and bold in what we do. And so nothing should stop us from doing. That's exactly what Paul was saying. But then he goes on and he talks some more about that transparency. But that you may also know my affairs and how I do. Tychicus, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, shall make known to you all these things. All things. So he says, I'm sending you Tychicus to meet up with you to tell you how I'm doing. They wanted to know. They care about Paul. I mean, I, I think that you guys that have gone through deep grief... I think you understand, and, and having done enough funerals to understand that, that it's nothing about me, but it truly is about the importance of me being there for Tom and Don, just so they know that somebody out there truly cares. I don't have to say a word, but you need to be there and because people do care, and, and we do care about him. I mean, we have a relationship with him. He, they came here, and, and they're friends of ours, and, and it's important. And, and here, Paul is stressing that and the importance of, of friendship that we ought to have and, and that kind of relationship that we ought to have with one another. And so he said, I'm sending Tychicus, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord. Can I also tell you that that's another reason why I need to go? Tommy's been a faithful pastor and evangelist for years and years. You know, Dwight called me yesterday, and he said, you know, he said, Shannon, I, I, I started thinking about, 
um, all of those guys that we went to school with together, and, and I was trying to get a hold of them and tell them, you know, about what's going on so that we, we have all of them praying. And he named off about two handfuls, and he said, that's all I, that's all I can remember. And I told him, I said, Glad you ever given thought that that's the only ones left? The others aren't even in the ministry any longer. Some are dead. And, and I think that sometimes we need to understand the, the prayer support that we ought to give to someone, the, the, the personal support by just being there for someone. If this will help that young man, Nathan, to stay right with God and, and walk powerfully in his life and, and use that and helps Tom and Don to, to, to get through a really rough patch in their life and, and become a more powerful pastor rather than, than, than truly weakened, then, hey, it's all worth it, isn't it? I, I, relationships are truly in this lifetime, uh, in, in what we have here, that really is the only thing that matters. Our relationship with our Savior and then the relationship with those that God puts in our place, in our way. We know how we need to, to nurture that. And he said, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that you might know our affairs and that he might comfort your hearts. And so here he, he uh, encourages them. He encourages Paul. Everybody is comforted in all of this. And I don't care how tough someone thinks that they are, at times they need comforted. And they need encouragement. And that's us. Remember Ephesians chapters 1, 2, and 3 talked about our salvation and how precious it is and, and how powerful it is. And then chapters 4, 5, and 6 was now this is where the rubber meets the road. And if you are saved, then here's the things that you ought to be doing and how you ought to be living and, and, and uh, uh, making that your salvation a reality to those around you. And here is how he ends this is he ends it with how we ought to be treating one another in the family of God. Peace be to the brethren and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. To the Ephesians written from Rome by Tychicus. Peace be to the brethren, peace with God, the peace of God, peace with men, and peace with each other. Let us live in a way that truly represents the goodness of God. I mean, he has given us a love with faith, that agape love, which is supernatural love. We have something that the world does not have. We have the love of Christ in our hearts. Let us express it. Let us tell others about it. Let us not get easily offended over silly things, but let us be bold. Let us be right in the things that we say, and let God use us in a powerful way. That's the practice of Ephesians. That is what he wants us to be. Let us be Ephesian believers. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. And I pray that you'll encourage the hearts of each one who's here. 
Lord, I pray that you'll use us, that not only will you encourage us, but then we can take that and we can be encouraging to others. So we ask for your help. We ask for your power and hand be upon our requests that we had tonight. And I pray, God, that you will guide us and use us and help us to further the mystery of the gospel. Let us see you make a difference in the hearts and lives of so many. Lord, we love you. We pray your blessings now in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a good night.